I said to my sister, she was like, my last brain cell is running around on a hamster wheel. And I was like, that's nice because my last brain cell, I don't know what the fuck it's doing, but my short-term memory is limited to quite literally the past 24 hours down to the minute. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I tried to think I use my fitness pal and I was trying to, I forgot to plug in like my breakfast and dinner and all that other stuff on Friday. And yesterday I was trying to like put it in and I was like, what did I eat? <laughs> did I eat? <laughs> I couldn't remember the entire events of Friday. Not at all. I was like, I think I worked at some point. Yeah, but I I'm must not have done sure. something. <laughs> yeah, that's me every day. Yeah. But I do know that it's, we're nearing the end of Spooktober, if you can believe it. I, every time, every time we get to this point and I'm like, how did that happen? How did this happen? Is this the, the quickest month of the pandemic? Mm. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. I feel like it went really quick. I feel like I'm still in March. but I mean, we're all mentally still in March. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, It's cool. Well, it's great. It's chill. It is. Uh, two more episodes. This one and one more of, uh, of Spooktober. And this is a story, it's going to be a short one, because we're nearing the end here. And uh, it's based on a short story, so I think that kind of is pretty fitting. And uh, it's very near and dear to me. It is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, duh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, what is this? Oh, you know, the thing that Haley lives like right across the bridge from. Yes, I live very close to uh, Sleepy Hollow, but also like it was one of my favorite like Halloween stories yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, fucking crazy. I remember making my mom carve out uh, the the headless horseman on all my pumpkins. Like we were, we were when we were little kids. Yeah, we got to like pick which uh, which design we wanted. And I always yeah. wanted the head the headless horseman one. And my mom was like, because oh, it took fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's what I want. So yeah, oh, I did so some cute. little extra research. I, I when I get to the um the adaptations of this original story there is I'm only obviously one as far as I'm concerned we'll see if we can get to it but okay. there are literally so many that I'm not going to get to all of them because it is yeah. an endless well it's popular yes for good reason it's a great fucking story like it stands the test of time it does and uh so we're just going to jump right into it and uh, in case you don't know, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is a gothic story by American author Washington Irving, mm-hmm. and it's contained in his collection of 34 essays and short stories entitled uh, The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon. I think it's, I don't think it's Geoffrey. It's the G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, it's commonly referred to as The Sketchbook. And he wrote the story while he was living abroad in Birmingham, England, and it was first published in 1820. It is an old story. That's 200 years old. It is. It that is, is 200 the years old. There are there are recent adaptations of this story. Oh, I know. So this is but again, an original there's only one that matters. Story. Yes, this is the spooky story that. What is it? What did, what do they call Helen of Troy? The face that launched a thousand ships. The spooky story that launched a thousand spooky stories. Yes, it's the Helen of Troy of spooky stories. <laughs> yes, and uh, 
it's uh, you can read it for free on gutenberg.org i think that's where you can oh. read like a bunch of um like public domain or like older tales that would um, be fun but in case you don't know what the story is about i'm gonna give you basically like the spark noted version and so snuggle up because i'm story so time. snuggly i'm so ready so i have a cat be- at my feet oh sorry go ahead cat at your feet which one um the soft one let's see it is Marcia, little Miss Mima, because she Aww. looks like she doesn't look like a grandma, but she acts like a grandma, and therefore she is a grandma. So she's Mima. We'll get her prepared for the story. <laughs> All right, get ready, Mima. Here we go. So, she's ready. The story begins in 1790 in a small town named Sleepy Hollow near modern-day Tarrytown. This is in New York. Mm-hmm. The town is believed to be haunted owing to a witch's curse in the early days of the Dutch settlement or potentially the sorcery of an old Native American chief, depending on who you ask. The most mm-hmm. feared spirit in the town is the legendary Headless Horseman, supposedly the ghost of a Hessian mercenary who lost his head to a cannonball during the Revolutionary War and roams the town in search of his head. Ooh. Nah, nah, nah. So the main story follows Ichabod Crane, and he is a tall, lanky schoolmaster prone to superstition who has recently arrived in town from your home state, Connecticut. I, I got, I thought, all right, you, you didn't say state yet, and I really thought that you were going to say Trumbull, Connecticut, which is where I grew up, and I had a near heart attack. I don't know if it says anywhere in the story what town not. from Connecticut. I haven't read the original tale in a very long time. He, he is... For spoilers sake, a very white puss. So it would fit with the general demographic of Trumbull. I say that also as a very white puss, but. All right. You would know best. I would know best. I would know best. But as far as I know, we only have John Trumbull from like the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. That's all I know. It'd be cool if we had Ichabod. I'll take it. Well, he doesn't. He's, he wouldn't be the face of the town. You, you wouldn't want him to be. I mean, a white man is a white man, is it not? Don't they I all guess. look the same anyway? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ichabod is, um, he's infatuated with Katrina Von Tassel, and mm-hmm. she's the 18-year-old daughter of the town's richest man. Mm-hmm. He's well, attracted to her beauty, but he also sees that marrying her is a chance to get his hands on the family's wealth. But he Don't has a rival for part. her hand. Yeah. Well, it's the daughter of the richest man. He was like, hey, I'm a poor school teacher. I can, like, marry her. And she's gorgeous. And also money. Okay, that doesn't fit in with the ones that I've heard. Granted, I've only heard it from word of mouth. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, he has a rival for her hand. Yeah, uh, That's Abraham... Brom Bones Van yep. Brunt. Yep. And he's a rowdy drunkard who mm-hmm. is beloved by the town for his strength. Very mm-hmm. much a Gaston. Very much a Gaston. And that's what they told us in the story was that he was the Gaston that was after the wealth. Icky well, I bet was he in is. it for yeah, the yeah. love. Yeah. Bonesy but, is in it for the money. Yeah. So um Brom Bones and Ichabod Crane quickly become enemies. Mm-hmm. Um and Brom Bones frequently pulls mean-spirited pranks on Ichabod in an mm-hmm. attempt to scare him off. Mm. And the rivalry comes to a head at the harvest party at the Van Tussel home. Ichabod attends the party, eating more than his share and attempting to woo Katrina. 
Brom Bones captivates the party by telling ghost stories, with the locals becoming involved as well. The tale of the Headless Horseman is the center of the tale, and Ichabod is rattled by the story. His attempt to propose to Katrina goes poorly, and having failed to win her hand, he heads out into the woods to return home on his horse with a heavy heart. As he travels the distance home, he passes by many sites that were listed as haunted by the revelers and becomes more and more frightened of what is surrounding him. However, he doesn't actually see anything until he arrives at an intersection in a dark swamp. Isn't that always the way? Whenever Get you go home, have it not be by a dark swamp. Haven't we learned nothing from Shrek? No. Get out in the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but he doesn't see Shrek. Wouldn't no. that be a tale? <laughs> that would be, oh my God, can we make that happen? Sure. That'll it's be not, a, an It's alternate. not the Headless Horseman. It's Shrek. Yeah. Okay. Waiting for him is a mysterious cloaked rider who seems unnaturally large. Unnerved. See? Ichab- <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unnerved, Ichabod is then horrified to see that the rider does not have his head. Rather, the horseman is carrying it in his saddle. Ichabod breaks into a panicked run as the Headless Horseman gives chase. Ichabod makes his way to the bridge next to the cemetery and sees the Headless Horseman vanish in a flash of fire and brimstone. Ichabod urges his horse onward, only to see the Horseman suddenly leap over the bridge, rear up on his horse, and hurl his severed head directly at Ichabod Crane. After that night, Ichabod Crane is never seen in Sleepy Hollow again. With his mysterious absence... Katrina accepts the proposal of Brom Bones, who many observe seems like he knows something uh, whenever the subject of Ichabod's disappearance is mentioned. The only traces of Ichabod ever found are his horse, saddle, hat, and a mysterious shattered pumpkin. Who was the Headless Horseman? Was it Brom Bones using his size to impersonate the ghoul and scare Ichabod out of town using a pumpkin to represent the severed head? Or was Ichabod Crane spirited away by something dark and supernatural? The answer is never found, with some saying he fled to another town and married a rich widow. Others insist that the Headless Horseman got him. I like the latter. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story. That's the the heavily spark-noted version. Yeah. And uh, as we'll get to, lots of the adaptations take a lot of liberties with that original Mm -hmm. story, Mm -hmm. as you will know. But first, before we get into all that, we're going to talk about what the inspiration for the story is. Because it really is inspired by true suspicions. Yep. So, uh, Washington Irving didn't invent the idea of the Headless Rider, as many would have thought. Tales of a Headless Horseman can be traced back to the Middle Ages, including stories from the Brothers Grimm and the Dutch and Irish Irish legend of uh, Dullahan, I think is how you say it, or Gan Kien. C E A N N? Can? C N? Sounds like can, can. Perfect. And that's a guy from Dutch and Irish folklore who is like a Grim Reaper type dude who carries his own head. Yeah, and I mean, and that would also make sense because Terrytown or the land on which Terrytown now is was originally a Dutch settlement. Yes. So. Elizabeth Bradley is a historian at the historic uh, Hudson Valley and says a likely source for Irving's horsemen can be found in Sir Walter Scott's 1796 story, The Chase, which is a translation of a German poem, The Wild Huntsman, by Gottfried Burger. What's the umlaut over the U? Burger? It's Burger, but with an umlaut over the U. 
Um, I think it's Burger. That's what I thought, right? I think because with the O, it's ooh. Beer. Right? Yeah, that's what it's going with. So it's sure. a translation of this German poem, which is based on Norse mythology. So it's a story covered by a story covered by a story. So it's being passed down through all these different type of mythos. And um, she said, quote, Irving had just met and become friends with Scott in 1817. So it's very likely he was influenced by his mentor's new work. The poem is about a wicked hunter who is doomed to be hunted forever by the devil and the quote-unquote dogs of hell as punishment for his crimes, end quote. Um, according to the New York Historical Society, others believe Irving was inspired by an actual Hessian soldier who was decapitated by a cannibal during the Battle of White Plains around Halloween 1776. So That would, that would check out. Yeah, he would probably have heard about it. Um, Irving may have drawn inspiration for his story while a teenager in the Tarrytown region. He moved to the area in 1798 to flee a yellow fever outbreak in New York City, according to the New York Historical Society. And uh, Bradley says he, quote, would have been introduced to local ghost stories and lore at an impressionable age. Uh, he clearly weaves together factual locations like the old Dutch church, the churchyard, uh, Major Andre's tree, some actual family names, including Van Tessel and Ichabod Crane, and a bit mm -hmm. of Revolutionary War history with pure imagination and fantasy, end quote. I like it. Yeah. She basically says it's a melting pot and thus totally American. So yeah. it is very much an American story with uh, things borrowed from other um, folklore of the time. Right. Um, Franz Potter, a professor at National University who specializes in Gothic studies, says that the Headless Horseman, as a supernatural entity, represents the past that never dies but always haunts the living. Quote, the Headless Horseman supposedly seeks revenge and a head, which he thinks was unfairly taken from him. This injustice demands that he continually search for a substitute. The Horseman, like the past, still seeks answers, still seeks retribution, and can't rest. We are haunted by the past, which stalks us so that we can never forget it. End quote. Nice. So it's, it's, a, it's getting, like, really, like, personal and deep. Yeah. <laughs> with all the, like, the symbolism <laughs> behind it. For such, like a, like, a ghost story, pretty much. Yeah, for something that everybody knows at least some version of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as for folklore mixing with history, when it comes to the character of Ichabod Crane, the New York Times reports an actual actual Colonel Ichabod B. Crane as a contemporary of, Irv of Irving's who enlisted in the Marines in 1809, serving 45 years. But there is no evidence that the two actually ever met, according to the newspaper. I did see one report that while he was an aide-de-camp to New York Governor Daniel D. Tompkins, that Irving met Ichabod Crane in Sackett's Harbor, New York, during an inspection tour of fortifications in 1814. So the New York Times says they never actually met. Another report says they may have crossed paths at some point. Either which way, yeah. he must have heard the name. That's where he got the name from. Yeah, exactly. Like, either way, the name isn't something that... That's not, that's a weird coincidence. I'm that would sorry. be an extremely weird coincidence yes. if he just picked that name off the dome. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I know that it's probably even less so now, but I doubt that was a particularly common name back Ichabod? then. Ichabod? 
Yeah. Yeah. Ichabod Crane, specifically. Um, America's first ghost story, Bradley says, has endured because it accommodates the changing American imagination. Quote, it inspires people because it reminds them that there are still some American mysteries, some half-truths that may never be fully known. And that's the whole point. The legend itself uh, lends itself to an interpretation and continues to fascinate and terrify us in the best possible way. End quote. And yeah, pretty much. It's such yeah. it's such like an American folklore story and mm-hmm. such like the perfect story for Halloween. It really right. is. It is. Like, it's got everything. Like just hearing Sleepy Hollow sounds like a Halloween town. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like that's where Halloween was invented. Oh, and they go hard for I Halloween. I know. I've been there. See? Yeah, it's a fun time. They so capitalize fun. on this headless horseman As shit. They should. Let me tell you. As they fucking should. And I mean, they they spare no expense. They go Yeah, it's pretty great. Hard. It's if you ever get a chance to go, it's like Safely. Salem, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And then that town in Oregon. Oregon uh, with, the, with the Halloween town. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that when we talk about Halloween we'll do town our one day. We'll do our trip. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Um, so now we're getting into some adaptations. First, we're going to start with some movies. Woo! Um, And we're start- starting with the oldest ones first. So oh, okay. there are actually three different silent film adaptations of the story. But the wow. only one to survive is the bizarrely, it was referred to as the bizarrely slow-paced Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1922. Damn. Yeah. So this film has some interesting historical notes behind it, such as being the first panchromatic feature film, uh, but it's a strange one. The bombastic Will Rogers plays a sinister and cruel Ichabod Crane, completely the opposite of both the original tale and Rogers' real-life persona. Yeah. The experimental shooting methods show a lot of kinks, because it was the first Mm, one of its kind. But the superimposed shots of the ghostly horsemen were indeed groundbreaking for their time. The film was directed by Edward Venturini and was filmed on location in New York's Hudson River Valley. So Wow. So yeah. that's pretty committed to the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, um, like, scenery, the schematics. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, you kind of have to record it in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. I mean, what I are mean, you doing? I you would think. Yeah. Uh, here's one that you might know, Caitlin. I probably the Adventures do. of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yep. From 1949. Yep. I rode the ride. It yes. was fun. It was a hoot. Michael thought it was going to suck. He was wrong, but that's fine. It's the best. It's, so for it's those who, so cute. For those who do not know, uh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is an animated adaptation directed by James Alger, Clyde Jeromini, and Jack Kinney. And it was produced by Walt Disney Productions and narrated mm-hmm. by Bing Crosby. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. My brother likes to watch like Ichabod and Mr. Toad and yeah. like all of the old Disney cartoons. And I mean, it always sounded familiar, but I also chalked that up to the fact that I've seen it approximately 87 times. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> um, so this version, as you can imagine, is more lighthearted and family friendly than the original mm. story and most other adaptations. While the climactic chase scene is more extended than the original story, it was re-released individually in 1958 as The Legend of Sleepy Hollow instead of being lumped together with The Adventures right. of Mr. Toad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Probably the most famous adaptation of the story is Sleepy Hollow from 1999. Thank you. I know. I'm told you I'm going in order. I have a process. Yeah, but like, Sleepy Hollow is a feature film uh, adaptation directed by... Tim Burton! Yeah! Oh, thank God. That was a 50-50 Hail Mary. <laughs> um, it takes many liberties with the plot and characters, including... Oh, such good change- ones. Yeah, but it changed Ichabod Crane from a local schoolmaster, which is kind of like a whole deal, into a police constable sent from New York City to investigate recent murders, and the horseman is used as weapon against local landowners. Yes, and so, I know a cab, but have you seen Johnny Depp? I've seen Johnny Depp. But here's... Uh, one good thing that they changed from the original, and that is m- there's more characterization for Katrina, who appears just as basically a bartering chip in the original story mm-hmm. and most other adaptations. Mm-hmm. And though her refusal of Crane's proposal is a key plot element to the story, she is given no context and appears only as an object of affection, lust, or even just plain old greed in yeah. the eyes of the male characters. Mm-hmm. In Sleepy Hollow, Christina Ricci, who plays uh, Katrina, uh, at least gets the chance to breathe a little extra life into the character as she becomes more intensely intertwined with the legend itself. Right. And she does some sleuthing on her own. Yeah, she was. she's a character and not just like yeah. a cardboard cutout of a person. Yeah, and she, she, like, she actually helps. Yeah. Who would have thought a woman is able to help? Who would have thought it? Not me. The movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 69%. Ayy, but also that's bullshit. It has an audience score of 80%. That's closer. And a Google score of 91%. That's closest. So you're agreeing with Google this time. For the first time possibly ever, someone put it down in the baby book. So the critics' consensus is, quote, It isn't Tim Burton's best work, but Sleepy Hollow entertains with its stunning visuals and creepy atmosphere. End quote. Yeah, okay, and I bet whoever wrote that thinks that Nightmare Before Christmas was the best Tim Burton work. All right, fine. Uh, If you want to make your own decision, at least in the U.S., it is on Netflix now. Mm -hmm. It is. Very check it out. I'm very excited. It's one of my top three. I get to pause it as much as I like. That's how. I knew, I knew that someone was going to ask. It's, 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 it's the same with the debates, which are arguably the scariest Halloween stories to watch this time yeah, of real year. Life. Um, but and and I mean the Great Pumpkin, am I right? But yeah. I, I just, it's, it's something that I, I think because I know the story so much, there's some liberties. Yeah, I can pause it on Johnny Depp's face and collect myself, and then proceed. Okay. And yeah, and it's got Christopher Walken, also a pedophile, but we'll get to that later. Not Christopher Walken, not Christopher Walken. Please don't sue me. (laughs) Nothing is confirmed, but please don't sue me. Maybe killed Natalie Wood? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I mean. (laughs) Nothing is confirmed, but I'm sorry. We'll get to that one day. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but like something weird happened there. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. back to the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. This uh, Sleepy Hollow High... What? It's from the yep, it's from the year two thousand. It was a direct-to-video horror film shot in Maryland, in which a group of misbehaving high school students are sent to Sleepy Hollow Park grounds to clean up vandalism and graffiti. They soon realize that someone is taking the original legend too far. Oh, that sounds like it's a real winner. Uh, I don't think I could find it on Rotten Tomatoes. 
let's see that's if that's I can not find indicative on, at all <laughs> yeah um i had never heard of it so i was like i don't know how great it is mm. uh let's see it does not have a google score but it has a 2.7 out of 10 on imdb so i well, think that's all you need to know mm-hmm. i think there's a reason why it's not on rotten tomatoes yep uh there is another one from 2004 called the hollow and it is a teen horror film starring uh kevin Zegers, uh kelly yes! cuoco nick carter them. yes i remember this i don't know this one i oh i just had a big flashback because they used to show it on 13 nights of halloween and kevin zeggers was the kid from Airbud. kaylee cuoco we know from big bang theory nick carter is nick carter yeah but i oh my god that was just a brain blast yeah it's got a 4.5 out of 10 on imdb and 88 percent google score because nostalgia i guess um but the film premiered on the ABC Family Channel on October 24th, 2004, and tells the story of Ian Cranston, who is a high school teen who has found out that he is a descendant of Ichabod Crane, and with the help of his girlfriend Karen, a local bully named Brody, and the old cemetery caretaker, Claus Von Ripper, Ian hmm. must now stop the newly resurrected Headless Horseman. I wonder Sounds if, like a load of hoopla, but... It does, but I wonder if Klaus von Hooper, or Ripper, excuse me, hoopla is what I was thinking of when I said Hooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if Klaus von Ripper is supposed to be a um, nod to Irving's other work, Rip Van Winkle. Maybe? Because it's also... It's also in the hollow like, from 2004. Rooted in Dutch. Maybe they thought that that was the thing that they could get away with. Like, oh, like, but this Maybe? is so clever. So his deep. name is his name is Van Ripper, or yeah. what is it? Von Ripper, Van Ripper, V A N Ripper, Van Ripper. Yeah, like Rip yeah. Van Winkle. Like maybe. I mean, it it doesn't give them a pass, but uh, there's one more, and that's the Smurfs Legend of Smurfy Hollow, and what? that's a retelling of the story by the Smurfs. That's all I have on that. Are one. we fucking kidding? There's I'm dying to know what got bumped if you are including the Smurfs of Sleepy Hollow. I gotta talk about the Smurfs. I'm gi- I'm giving everyone a range <laughs> from shitty teen drama to animated to the classic to silent film to the most well-known. So, And the most well-known is clearly the one with the Smurfs. And that was just <laughs> the TV. I mean, sorry, that was just the movies. Now we're getting into TV episodes and stuff. So, oh, Okay. Well, this is a TV movie, actually, uh, oh. from 1980 called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Very uh, original. Mm. Um, it's directed by Henning Schellerup. Sure. sure. Schellerup. That's what I'm going for. It was filmed okay. in Utah, so very much not Sleepy Hollow, New York. Mm. And it stars Meg Foster as Katrina Van Tassel and... Um, I'm sorry for this guy's name, Dick Butkus as Brom Bones. We know Dick Butkus. Yeah. That is his, do you that know, is his name. Do you know who played Ichabod Crane in this adaptation? Um, let's You'll see. Never year, You'll never again? guess it. You'll never guess it. Bet me. Bet me. 1980. Don't look it up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to think. 1980. Polly Shore. No. Oh, fuck. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I saw Oof. a still from it, and 
it's not that great and i'll get into the um how much it was not great but it's a hard uh, executive producer charles sellier was nominated for an emmy award for his work on the movie well there we go this take on the legend replaced ichabod's nervousness and superstitious inclinations with uh good old-fashioned 80s style skepticism see and what's wrong with that the story leans more heavily on being a love story, which I think is a lot of the adaptations um, that we'll get to. Um, and in the end, Ichabod actually does end up with Katrina in this version. I mean, as as he should. But uh, there's no Rotten Tomatoes score, but it only has a 59% audience score. And those <laughs> the audience is usually nicer to the movie than the critics are. Well, apparently not in this case, or maybe they didn't recognize Jeff Goldblum. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, then from 1985, uh, the episode The Legend of Sleepy Hollow um, is of Shelley Duvall's Tall Tales and Legends series. Mm-hmm, our girl which, Shelley. And we just talked about Shelley Duvall in the Shining episode. Mm-hmm. And this version actually stars Ed Begley Jr. as Ichabod Crane, mm-hmm. Beverly D'Angelo as Katrina, and tim thomerson as brahm that's a good and, name yes and tim charles and dick buttkiss charles during plays uh the patriarch van tassel oh okay and he's also the narrator oh uh this is another one you might know the tale of the midnight ride is a 1994 episode of the nickelodeon series are you afraid of the dark did you ever watch that <laughs> or was it too you spooky? think i watched that I watched Do you it, really I think I watched that? No, yeah. I changed the channel as soon as it came on. Oh, you're that's sad. It was I classic. know. And goosebumps too. Couldn't do it. Anyway, uh, this adaptation serves as a sequel to the original story. Um, the plot mm. is a boy named Ian Matthews moved to Sleepy Hollow where he develops a crush on a girl named Katie. On Halloween night, they see the ghost of Ichabod Crane and send him over the bridge that the Headless Horseman cannot cross, unintentionally prompting the Horseman to pursue them instead of Crane. Oh. Dun-dun-dun. Well, that's This that's one, a bit of a... you might know. We'll the see. 1997 Wishbone episode, Halloween Hound, The Legend of Creepy Collars. Honestly, I, I shit you not when I say I think I've seen every episode of Wishbone at least once, so... You've probably seen this one, then. I've, I've probably seen it, to be quite honest. It's a, this, great, it's a great series. What's that is. story, Wishbone? Let's fucking find out! Uh, in this episode, Wishbone imagines himself as Ichabod Crane and reenacts the story in his imagination when his owner goes on a Halloween night scavenger hunt with two schoolmates, but is scared off by the Headless Horseman. Yep. Again, dun-dun-dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, bla- like blasting through some more of them. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow from 1999 is a Canadian-American television film directed by Pierre Gang and starred Brent Carver and Rochelle Lefebvre. 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 Went to college with somebody whose last name was that. Okay, good. It's Lefebvre. Amazing. The Night of the Headless Horseman from 1999 is an hour-long computer-animated TV special using motion yeah. capture. Very um, very new for 1999. Yeah. Um, there that is... <laughs> Probably not great. <laughs> that's all the information I have on it, so not great. Yep, that's um, about right. The Legend of Sleepy Hall- Halliwell 
um, from 2004 is oh, an episode. Oh, is it Charmed? Yes, yes. Charmed. In I only know because of the name. Yes. <laughs> in which the Headless Horseman murders the teachers at uh, magic school by beheading them. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Great. That's that's really, that's some good for TV. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one I got is from 2013, so relative, relatively recently. Um, and it's called Sleepy Hollow. It's a crime slash horror series yep. in which Ichabod Crane is reimagined as an English professor and turncoat mm-hmm. during the Revolutionary War who mm-hmm. awakens in the 21st century and encounters the Headless Horseman, a felled mercenary whom Crane had decapitated 250 years prior. Yep. Crane teams up with Abby Mills, a lieutenant in the Sleepy Hollow Sheriff Department, and together they try to stop the murderous horseman and uncover a conspiracy involving supernatural forces. And it ran for four seasons. It did. I remember it. Didn't watch it because have you met me? But Too spooky. I remember it. Uh, th- now we're getting into some more things that maybe you can listen to uh, <laughs> because they're not film adaptations. Maybe less spooky. Uh, there's actually some a lot of music that takes inspiration from this story. One mm. is called In Sleepy Hollow and it's a piano suite by Eastwood Lane from 1913. Wow. Yes. Then there is a um uh a piece called The Headless Horseman from 2001 by Michael Jeffrey Shapiro and it's for baritone, um strings and an orchestra. Hmm. Okay. There is one you probably don't know. It's called Undead Ahead to Tale of the Midnight Ride from 2019 by Motionless and White. I mean, to be fair, I don't know any of these, but I do know Motionless and White, so that's a plus. Uh, And then there's a very recent one called Sleepy Hollow. It's a single by hip-hop artist Trippy Red. Um, There's some theater. There we go. This is one you might know. Uh, There's a very short-lived broadway musical called sleepy hollow from 1948 with music by george lesner and book and lyrics by russell maloney and miriam batista and it only lasted 12 performances so oh not very well known. jesus uh there was another musical from 2009 called sleepy hollow with book and lyrics by jim uh christian and music by tom edward clark it premiered at weber state university in ogden utah in october october of 2009 it received the 2009 kennedy center american college theater festival music theater award very long award name that's a lot of theater yes (laughs) um in 2011 there was a musical by matt connor and hunter foster called the hollow it premiered at the signature theater company in arlington virginia oh then there was a musical by Michelle Ackerman called Sleepy Hollow, a legendary musical from 2017, more recently. And the last one is from 2018 called Tarrytown. Mm-hmm. And it's a musical by Adam Watchter. And sure. it's world premiere production at the Backyard Renaissance Theater Company won the 2018 San Diego Theater Critics Circle Craig Knoll Award for Best New Musical. And there's a studio cast recording starring Jeremy Jordan, yep. Krista Rodriguez, and Andy Mintis? Mintis. He He's from the Deaf West production of Spring Awakening. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, got it. you know him. Yes. So Peter. it was released in 2020 this year to benefit the Actors Fund COVID-19 relief e- efforts. Yep. Jeremy Jordan has my heart. He's such a good musical theater actor. So wholesome. Such a I good egg. Him. Yes. Um, there's some more musical adaptations um, or readings of it. There's um, Ronald Coleman was the host and narrator for a radio adaptation on NBC's favorite story on July 2nd, 1946. And it was requested by uh, Walter Huston as the actor's favorite story. Ooh. The adaptation was a broadcast on September 19th, 1947 on NBC University of the Air American Novels. Bing Crosby actually recreated his Disney narration in Walt Disney's Ichabod and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow for Decca Records in 1949. I think I have that on vinyl. Probably. I mean, it seems like something that everybody has at least seen at a tag sale. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Lionel Barrymore narrated and wrote the music for a version of the story on Full Fidelity Lion Records, a branch of MGM Records, in 1958. In 1968, Ed Begley narrated the story at in a Camden Records uh, recording. Mar- Martin dungan sorry i'm just reading these names for the first time narrated the story <laughs> in 1968 um for cms records heard hatfield narrated the story in 1968 for spoken arts records boris karloff was oh. the narrator for an abridged version on the 1977 mr pickwick records recording okay Another name you might know, in 1988, Glenn Close narrated a version of the story for Wyndham Hill Records, later released as an audio cassette and CD. There was an abridged version called Sleepy Hollow from 1998 um, that omitted the characters of Katrina and Brom, narrated by Winifred Phillips Mm. for the Radio Tales series on NPR, which I don't know how you can tell the story without Katrina and Brom. I was about to say, I was like, so at that point, isn't it just the chase scene? Yeah. Where he's being chased. <laughs> he comes, he's chased, he leaves. I guess <laughs> in 2009, historic Hudson Valley released an unabridged dramatic reading by Jonathan Kirk with musical effects by Matt Noble, which is kind of the version that I want to hear because it's got like the spooky, uh, music and stuff behind it and it's the mm. full story and you can get like real sucked into it yeah in 2005 bbc radio 7 broadcast a three-part reading of the story narrated by martin jarvis broadcast several times since uh on bbc radio 4 extra um t- uh tom misson uh, who starred as Ichabod Crane in the Fox television series Sleepy Hollow, narrated mm-hmm. the story in 2014 for Audible, which mm-hmm. you can listen to all your favorite uh, books on tape there. No. And no. the last one Audible is... in and of itself is a true crime. Is and it? I'll do a whole ass episode if we... I but sponsor did us. an Audible three, free trial. But low-key tri- sponsor us. Sponsor us, but I did a free <laughs> trial and I had to quite literally cancel it three times because they kept charging me after I canceled it. Ooh, like, I hate that. Like at one point I had to call them on Thanksgiving because they charged me on Thanksgiving. And I was like, oh, well, you know what? If you're putting in work, then so will I. They're definitely not going to sponsor us now. Yeah, no, sorry. But you know what? It's not. It's it. It's fine. It's not worth it. Anyway, there's one more. Okay. It's a weirder one. In yeah. 2019... 
the radio program Adventures in Odyssey produced an adaptation of the story titled Icky and Cat and Balty and Bones. Oh! I can't say I know it. That's that was the that's most a title. One. And that's a title. I know I said it was going to be a shorter one. It's relatively short. Yeah. But that is the basic gist of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And we'll give you some jumping off points if you want to watch more adaptations or hear adaptations of the story. Yeah. So that's that. I'm down. I'm with it. We got one more episode for Spooktober coming up on Thursday. And Mm -hmm. then on Saturday, on Halloween, Halloween night, we will be watching a spooky movie. Hell yeah. The time of you hearing this is the last day that our Patreon supporters can vote on what movie we should watch. We had the Mm -hmm. poll up on Instagram for like and a Twitter week. and Facebook. Yes, we had it on all of the socials for a week that everybody um, could vote. And we took the top two that were voted on and gave it to our Patreon supporters. And now they're going to choose what movie we're watching. And we will announce it on Thursday. And then on Saturday, we will watch it with all of you. Sounds good to me. I and guess I'll keep- be there. Yes. Keep an eye on all of our socials and we will be posting uh, the link of where you can watch that with us on Halloween night. I believe it's going to be sometime around like 9, 30, 10 Eastern. Yeah. I don't remember what you told me. I just know that I'm free that night. Yeah. Because what else am I doing? Again, it's going to be on all of the uh, the social medias. So we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Not uh, LinkedIn. Not LinkedIn. Uh, our website is crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. I'm also going to post a link there. Um, you can join our Patreon if you want to, like, last minute, as of right now, before the end of the day. Don't say that, because it'll give Michael ideas. And Michael has been heavily voting for one of the movies just because he wants to see me cry. All right. I'm not telling them which, but Have you I'm seen just any of the know. movies? Um, I think, and that's that's a... Like I think I'm 59% sure I've seen Dracula because my okay. dad liked to show me like all of that stuff. I think we've talked about this. My dad is the one that kind of fostered my like film interest and things like yeah. that because he didn't show me like shitty movies. Mm-hmm. Like he he just was not about that. Granted, he did think that Jackass was not a shitty movie, but oh. that everybody's got a one. Everybody has a one. Yeah, That's you're allowed one. to like one shitty movie. Yes, yes. That was the one where, it, when my mom was out of the house, he was like, okay, let's watch it. <laughs> Great. But yeah, I think I've seen that one. Everything else, it's kind of just up in the air. Um, I just, I would like to not have to wear waterproof mascara for this, but I'm already pretty prepared that I'm going to have to. So um, It was originally between Dracula from 1931 Nosferatu I think is from 1922 mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead from 1968 and The House on Haunted Hill from 1932 maybe No I think that was like 53 Was it? Yeah. All right. Like, well, it's re- it's the original uh House on Haunted Hill <laughs> with Vincent Price. Yes. Whatever all that of these one was. are the originals. Yes. Um so that's the four that it was between 
I don't even know what two it ended up being between, but our Patreon people will let us know which one we're watching. So, um, yeah, like I said, stay tuned on all the social medias if you want to watch that with us. And we will see you on Thursday. But bye. before we do, no, 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 no. I said but, not bye. What? I said but, not bye. I said oh, but. No. I said but. I What's didn't but? say bye. I said but. Um, so just real quick, on Uh-oh. the day that this does come out, yeah. um, it will be exactly just to slide this in here real quick. <gasps> okay. It will be exactly one week until the United States presidential election. Yes. If you can vote, uh, please vote. Um, even if you think your voice doesn't matter, it really does now more than ever. Democracy is on the ballot. Peace is on the ballot. Um, human rights are on the ballot. Women's rights are on the ballot, even though women are humans. But I just... Some people don't believe that. Oh, don't I know it. <laughs> yeah. I, I am well aware of that. We're um, living in the end times, people. <laughs> yeah, but climate change is on the ballot. Science is on the ballot. Just... It's a lot more than just a vote. And if you have voted, good for you. Gold star. Please don't take this as me being condescending. But we just all hands on deck. We need everybody to vote. So please do so. It's a very spooky time. Yeah. So, yeah. Go out and vote. If you can. Yeah. Lots of places you don't even need to go out and vote. You can vote in your underwear. And isn't that the American way? I mean, it's my American way. I 100% can tell you I didn't drop off my ballot in my underwear, but I sure as hell filled it out. Fully. Fully. In my underwear. Maybe. Might have been less. We'll see. So vote, but also vote in our poll. Mm -hmm. And um, vote all around. Vote everywhere you can. Yeah. Word of advice. Vote. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are we done now? All right. Yes. Now I've said my piece. So we will see you on Thursday. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Go vote. What? I said go vote. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye.